there are certain teams and certain fan bases and sports that annoy me more than most. And this is on all levels, every level of athletics from high school to professional level. Everybody knows. I feel like that's something all sports fans, everybody involved in sports, players, coaches, something about certain fans that irk you more than the average person. A fan base that I was not made aware was as annoying as they are until they got good are the team that are about to be humbled Saturday around 3.30 in Athens, Georgia, because the Georgia Bulldogs are going to kill the Tennessee Volunteers. We are going to get started with college, just a little bit of college football to start off before we dig in everything in the Sun Conference. But, Josh, the college football playoff rankings have come out, and the Tennessee Volunteers are the number one ranked team in the country. I don't agree with that. I think the Georgia Bulldogs are going to handle them, and they will. it will be a close game. But Georgia's going to beat Tennessee. I believe it in every bone fiber in my body. I completely disagree, but that's okay. I really do. Y'all, you only beat – y'all lost to Tennessee by, what, four or five points? And we was in that game against you guys until the fourth quarter, so. No, it wasn't a game in the first half. It was not – Oh, we made it a game in the fourth – in the fourth – 28-20, we had you third long. You had a ten-minute period where y'all played good. A ten-minute period. The other 50 minutes, Georgia dominated. We had you third and long down one score in the fourth quarter, or late third quarter, and you guys got the first down, of course, because Florida's like third down defense is atrocious, right. and then you scored two touchdowns in a row to put the game away. Yes, Georgia dominated the total yards, but yeah, you know they didn't even cover the spread, Reagan. They didn't even cover what the a twenty spread. a twenty four points. This is another thing that uh, another thing that's annoyed me. Was fan base. It's Florida. I can't. Y'all are bragging about covering a what twenty three and a half point spread. Georgia. I was being facetious. Yeah, but there are Florida fans who aren't facetious about this. That's like, fine. Actually, I'm not, I'm not one of those. Okay. Well, so there's we're not going to discuss that because I'm not one of those. You can have that conversation with a, a different Florida fan, but this Florida fan here is real. Okay, and I so watched that game from start to finish on the sideline. How are you? In between plays, I'm looking at the score. Oh, in yeah, between plays, boy. I was about to say how the, uh, I was confused. But yeah. Um, no, I, I was very happy with the performance. Obviously, didn't get to watch most of it because uh, oh, you, oh, by the way, that seventy-three yard pass to Brock Bowers should have been intercepted. Uh, no, nah, Brock Bowers is a dog, bro. Dude, no, no, please, Reagan, please. <laughs> I mean, hey, no, 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 no. Your I guy want didn't you make to play. Your guy, want, your guy didn't make a play, bro. He, he hit it play. in the air. Brock Bowers juggled it Tip twice, it and himself. they caught. No, he did not. Tip it to himself. No, he did not. Okay. Score. Amari Bernie hit it off his hands and it bounced off Browers' hands and then he caught it on the rebound. There's that's not a that's not a good play. That's a lucky play. Period. The that other pl- the other scores, y'all straight down the field, touchdown, no problem. Not taking that away. You won by 22 points, whatever. But that touchdown was luck. That was a terrible football. And that should have been three interceptions for Stetson Bennett. Three. You're happy with his performance? I mean, you can't say yes. Won. We won the game. That's it. Georgia keeps winning. That's all it is. We keep winning. We That's play not what I well asked you overall. I, we all Am know I, yeah. you won. Yeah, we all I'm know that. Genuinely happy with his performance. I wouldn't say I'm over the moon about it, but I, I'm confident he's going to go in against. So he Tennessee makes the same mistakes the against Tennessee. You think Tennessee doesn't win the game because of that? I don't know. Defense probably will step up again. I think our defense is going to have a great game. I'm a little worried about Nolan Smith being out, but um, no, I'm, I, I'm. Look, we we won the game. Again, I only got to watch like the pretty much the fourth quarter of the game because I had football and then immediately went to uh, Crooked Bass. By the way, Crooked Bass is 
it, it, it's sometimes one of the best like southern food restaurants you can have. Other times not. I don't want to talk too bad about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it all right this week or no? Yeah. Yeah, it was good this week. But like a couple weeks ago. Uh-uh. No. Okay. No. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, no, but one last thing I have, though, is how about Kansas State? Oh, yeah. They, they, 48 o- to nothing. Oklahoma State sucks. We, we, we were criminally wrong about the or I was at least. You know, I thought they were going to have a chance to make noise in college football playoff, but – I mean, Side I, note, I won my upset of the week again. Just ooh, saying. I did not win my. Who was yours as I left? Notre Dame. Oh, uh, Notre Dame? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Poor Syracuse. Syracuse might go 6-6 six and six this year. They might lose. They might start 6-0 and oh and then lose the rest of their games. Also, I'm praying. You know, I, I don't like Notre Dame. Notre Dame is one of my least favorite teams since we were just listing off teams we don't like um, on this episode right now. Um, I really hope they beat Clemson. Coming up, like I am praying that they be Clemson. If Clemson makes it to the college football playoff, they will get destroyed by Tennessee. They'll get destroyed by Ohio State. They will get destroyed by Georgia or Alabama or or uh, Michigan. I don't think they'd beat T. I think them versus TCU would be a great game to be played in like the Fiesta Bowl or the Orange Bowl, but not in the college. Don't see TCU run the table. TCU could run the table, and they'll be they, they'll take the thirteen and zero Oklahoma, or excuse me, the thirteen and zero Big Twelve champion like Oklahoma usually has, and then get killed in the playoff. I think there's a clear cut four best teams right now, and I don't really see a path where these four will make it. I think the four best teams are Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, or Georgia, or and Tennessee. But Clemson and TCU. Could very well go 13 and 0 and take up two of those spots. You know, the winner of Michigan and Ohio State will go into the Big 12 championship and kill Illinois or Wisconsin or whoever makes it out of that god awful division. Uh, this is kind of a quarterfinal matchup happening Saturday between Tennessee and Georgia. Um, I, I, I don't think. Don't get me wrong. I'm very confident Georgia wins. I don't think they get blown. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think it'll be a 41-37 Georgia win. I just – we're not going to lose. We, we're not going to lose this football game. We're not going to lose it. If I, I had money, which I don't have, but if I had oh, money, I, don't money I, would, I would bet you. You bet push-ups? We're going to do 20 push-ups. That's pathetic. What? How about this? Good God. What, what I got there? some rash, dude. I don't know. Oh, my God. What's going on? Allergic I think, reaction? I think it's that old spice stuff that's been going around. Um, the deodorant. Yeah. like when it runs down the arm when you sweat. Oh, yeah. I don't use it anymore. That's why I'm concerned. And I have this soap that I've been using. I think it might be that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really bothering me to itches. Really glad. It used to be on both arms, but now it's just on one. But. Yeah, you, you, you got to switch it up. Okay. All right. You ready to talk Sun Conference? Sun Conference football. I'm ready. All right. Hi, wonderful people. After a college football little cold opening there, we are all set and good to go. Uh, talk, talk to you wonderful people about the best conference in the entire NAIA, that is the Sun Conference. Welcome in to another episode of Suncast. My name is Reagan Harrell. Alongside me is Josh Blackmore. We have got a very interesting episode as things are starting to take shape. We have, you know, we, you heard us talk about earlier about these are quarterfinal matchups here, there, and everything. Well, in football, you basically have a quarterfinal or a semifinal and going down in Miami Gardens. Between St. Thomas and Weber Saturday. Josh will get into that. How, we saw pretty much everything take shape 
as of now for where everybody will be playing. We got a few more T's to cross and I's a dot in men's and women's soccer. Uh, a statement was made in Lakeland. I'm sure most of y'all follow the Instagram. If you don't, go get go follow it at Suncast Podcast. And you saw that I was there covering the number 10 team in the country host, the number 12 team in the country. It was Southeastern versus SCAD, a matchup that I was thinking was going to be a fight. Uh, if the midfield could get muddied up by Southeastern, they might be able to have a chance against SCAD, but I didn't see that happening. Hand up, I said it would probably be a 3 nothing, 3-1 kind of game to the SCAD Bs. I thought it would be close. I thought SCAD would maybe get a couple of late goals and take care of business in Lakeland and set up a conference championship in West Palm Beach, Florida, and that, in fact, did not happen. Hand up, I was wrong. I do want to thank both teams. They uh, were both uh, – very uh both, both southeastern and scad are huge with suncast love what they do uh helping us grow and i got to talk with both teams after again absolute ha- hand up my fault to southeastern i did not know y'all were calling me over after the game i thought i heard it but i was just like i don't i don't think so i don't think they are so again apologies about that but y'all proved a point saturday or excuse me yeah saturday night from the jump I was thinking Scad's probably the favorite in this game. Look, they just dominate. They've been so dominant of, of late. They have been arguably the most impressive team in the country, and y'all stopped them in their tracks. The Lady Fire lit them up. I mean, it was incredible. They controlled the midfield for all 90 minutes. The thing that made Scad so good was – being able to control the midfield and then have runners make runs behind your back line. The back line was absolutely stout for Southeastern, was not letting any of the runs go by. They were able to check up and move as a unit with the wing backs and the central, uh, the center backs were able to step up, cause some offsides early on for the bees that led to a little bit of timing miscues later on in the match. And when they were in front of goal, the fire, did what they needed to do. I mean, they did have, I would say one of their goals may have been a little bit of a lucky deflection, but other than that, it was excellent buildup. Ramsey Watkins was the Sun Conference Player of the Week and uh, Suncast voted on Player of the Week. Very well-deserved. She had two goals for Southeastern, and they almost, it seemed like they kind of laid a blueprint for how to beat SCAD, and you you have to be able to move as a unit. You have to have a good keeper to make saves. We saw that this weekend and on Monday with Grace and Ho- Grace from Kaiser and Holly from Southeastern. When they were called on to make two or three huge saves, they absolutely did that. And what Kaiser did was very similar to what Southeastern did in beating SCAD, and that was being able to control the midfield. However, they have Kaiser has, in my opinion, the best player in the conference in Kiki, and what Kiki does, it's so special. It's very similar if you've watched European soccer uh, growing up o- over the years, at least since about 2015. She's very similar to Nagolo Conte, how she can drop back and play that center defensive back role and stop any attack that the midfield is trying to get and the runners going on. That's what's made them so strong. And obviously, uh, everybody in the back line, including Maha, and then you have Grace and Goal, who's uh, – playing a sweeper keeper role at this point uh we've seen i've seen a little bit more 
from her where even if you are able to get behind this incredible center midfielder, this incredible back line, you have a sweeper keeper who's able to get out and either clear everything off the line or get up and make an excellent one-on-one save, which we have seen throughout her career at Kaiser. And with Kiki, like going back to Kiki, she can stop an attack and then so quickly turn the counterattack. And when that's going, and with also Sungot with Kaiser, that's what makes them extremely dangerous. Kaiser, with the talent that they have up top, Ramona up top, Littles come in and played uh, very well for them. And not to mention Kiki, who is a goal and assist machine. Not to mention, I think, probably one of the better center uh, midfielders in the defensive role. It's become an absolute juggernaut. And I think that the matchup that I am now most excited to see will eventually be Southeastern versus Kaiser again. Uh, That's a rematch I think we could see in the – in the tournament coming up. Uh, taking a, just a little bit of a look at, at how everything will play out, though, um, Kaiser and Southeastern would likely see each other in a championship-style match. Uh, I believe that would be the only time they would be able to play. And again, a lot of things have to happen. Uh, we're not completely locked in stone, but it does look like how we are going to finish the year is Kaiser 1, Southeastern 2, SCAD 3, Thomas 4, Weber five and St. Thomas six. It's huge for Scad and Thomas to stay there in that three and four spot because they are the two teams that are obviously further away. And to force St. Thomas to drive back to Savannah where they just lo- where they had just lost uh, six nothing, I believe, and then Weber to travel up to Thomas. This is not the same Weber team that played Thomas earlier in the year. It seems like the wheels have started to kind of fall off the Warriors wagon. They just drew with Warner that gave Warner a little bit of life to come in and swoop away that 6E from St. Thomas. Don't really see that um, happening, though. Warner would have to beat Kaiser. Uh, Yeah, uh, not really foreseeing that one. Uh, This tournament is going to go insane. SCAD is coming in with absolutely the most pressure to win at least one, if not two games, if they want to stay in – in contention to get a bid from Orange to go to Orange Beach. I think Southeastern is pretty well set. Obviously, Kaiser Kaiser could lose their opening round game in the, in the conference tournament, and they still will be going to Orange Beach. Uh, I think Southeastern would need to win one, and then it would come down to SCAD. I think those are the three teams that m- most likely would get a shot uh, to go to the conference tournament. Southeastern just beat Thomas. That score went final, final right before we started recording. Um, and I think that might actually lock up Southeastern for that two spot. And that would give Weber some hope of flip-flopping with Thomas. We'll, just, we'll have to see everything uh, in the coming days with Weber's schedule as well as Thomas uh, finishing up their season. But if everything hold, holds true, whew, we – we could potentially see a rematch in Lakeland with SCAD and Southeastern. Thomas is the only team that I truly feel like could make a push at the conference tournament or the NAIA tournament in Orange Beach, Alabama. They would probably have to go to the final at minimum. At minimum, they would have to win a couple of games and most likely either lose to Kaiser or beat Kaiser. We have seen Thomas. Thomas gave Kaiser the biggest run for their money this uh, this year. Um, uh, interesting call 
was get went Kaiser's way, and that's what's um, that ultimately was the differential goal in a two-one win in a chilly day in Thomasville, Georgia. Uh, we're going to do men's soccer in a second, but before we do that, we're going to do football with Josh. So, Josh, take away with football. Coming down, <clears throat> excuse me, coming down to the uh, to the nitty gritty of the the conference slate um, for impactful games this weekend. Kaiser, I'm knocking off Ave Maria, kind of eliminating the Jairines from from championship contention. Um, Weber with a with a statement win over an, a pretty solid non-conference opponent, Southeastern getting back on track with Flomo and you know the trend still stands. Flomo seems to be the punching bag, um, and St. Thomas you know beats Warner, not not a very impressive score in my opinion, you know 30 to 12. You I mean a lot of a lot of other opponents are beating Warner you know pretty well, and you know take away the the two scoop and scores from St. Thomas. I mean this is a 14 to 12 game. I mean, so, you know, Warner eliminates a fumble or somehow they don't go for six. I mean, that game's really close. So that's a little bit of a red flag for for the Bobcats. But let's get a little bit more specific, starting off with Ave Maria and Kaiser. Really good football game. I mean, 27-21 to Kaiser, you know, back and forth all game long. Um, but unfortunately for the Jirenes, Kaiser, you know, came out on top. Ave Maria, Andrew Ledge threw for 302. I mean, that's just another really good game for him. He's been throwing the ball all over the yard week after week. Um, and then for Kaiser, they just ground to pound like we've we've seen all year long with Marcus Burgess making a, a big surge to try and catch up to Rontavious Farmer with 234 yards on the ground Whew. with two touchdowns. Um, that's a really good game just for people who don't understand football. That's an insane – that's like a, something that doesn't happen very often. I mean, you see Derrick Henry do it, and it's all over social media. Um, so, you know, really big game for him. But really big win for Kaiser, staying at 5-0. and um, The St. Thomas and Weber game this weekend, if St. Thomas wins that game, I believe they have locked up the Sun Conference Championship, no. if I'm not mistaken. No, they lost to Kaiser. No, if St. Thomas wins, Kaiser is the champion. Because they can't be caught. Uh, they could. There, there could be a. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think because. You're well, let's see. If Saint Tom- Kaiser no, doesn't no, play no, this no, weekend, no, 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 and then Kaiser plays. If Saint Thomas beats Weber, Kaiser has. Then, well, Weber could still beat Kaiser, and then there'd be a three-way tie. There'd be co-champions. I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly how that would work. Not necessarily. No, there would be. No, no, no. Because yes. then you would have to play Warner, and you guys would both be six and one in the conference, mm-hmm. and then you would Weber would be the Sun Conference champion. That's how that. That's how. Uh, I don't. Because right now Kaiser's five and zero in Sun Conference. So we have one game remaining. We're three and one. St. Thomas is three and one. It. St. Thomas beats Weber. You're two and one. You haven't played Warner yet. Okay, then then we would have to play <clears throat> Warner. But they both beat Warner, and I'm gonna look. Obviously, I don't want to say anything though. But if we play Warner, I like our odds. Yeah. So ultimately, if St. Thomas loses this week, they're out. And I believe if they win this week, there would and then Weber chaos. beats Kaiser, there would be a three-way tie. Yeah, it'd be chaos. Chaos. The simplest way to go about it is Weber beats St. Thomas, and then you got a Sun Conference championship game. Absolutely. And if St. Thomas beats Weber, and then you have then another chaos. another asterisk Sun Conference championship. The Kaiser Weber game is going to be important either way well, because. 
If Absolutely. Weber beats St. Thomas, now it's the winner, winner take all. But if Weber loses to St. Thomas and then beats Kaiser, now you got three teams at the top. But Kaiser can make it really simple and just win against Weber. And yeah, and then, and then all, they all of this is irrelevant. Exactly. But moving on, St. Thomas and Warner, 30-12, to 12, like I mentioned. Hey, uh, just real quick, before you move on, I wanted to give a few shout-outs because I just had something slide across uh, my Instagram feed. Not one, not two, not three, but four Sun Conference athletes have been named to NAIA Player of the Week. I uh, just want to give quick shout-outs all, all the way around to those uh, athletes. Connor Perry of the Thomas Nighthawks had a hat trick. Against Southeastern, five goals all week. Also had on with assists. He was uh, the SunCast Offensive Player, or excuse me, SunCast Men's Soccer Player of the Week. Franco Asibri for the St. Thomas Bobcats was the NAI Men's Soccer Player of the Week. Six saves uh, against number four Kaiser in a shutout, his eighth clean sheet of the year. Third straight shutout against Kaiser. Wow. Defending champs, one of the best teams. That's three straight for Franco. Uh, speaking of Kaiser and a guy that Mr. Blackmore just talked about, Marquise Burgess had a career-high 234 yards rushing over Ave, two touchdowns, and he is currently second in the nation in rushing yards. I think he just passed Tay Farmer with that uh, with that weekend. I think they're two and three. And then wrapping it up, and we'll go ahead and say it. No no reason to, to not say it at this point. So this episode, as y'all obviously know, there is nobody on. This athlete was the NAIA Women's Soccer Defensive Player of the Week, Emily Lamore, and she will be on the next episode of Suncast. Uh, Thomas Nighthawk, first Thomas Nighthawk we've had on. Shout out to 229. Goalkeeper had 17 total saves this week, 15 of those breaking the Thomas Nighthawk school record. So shout out to those four athletes winning uh, player of the week in the NAI. All right, about you. Um, yep, St. Thomas beating Warner 30-12. to 12. Those, Like I mentioned, the the two scooping scores kind of put that game out of reach for Warner. But, I mean, St. Thomas didn't really do anything too impressive on, on the offense. I mean, they played really good defense, of course, two defensive touchdowns. But, I mean, Tyler Thomas threw for 124. One, 90 of those 124 coming on one play. Um, so weren't weren't able to really get it going through the air, but you know of course Tay Farmer another a buck thirty five and another touchdown. Um, just to to piggyback on what you were saying about Burgess overtaking the number two spot in the country in rushing yards, Tay Farmer does have two games remaining and Burgess has one. Mm. So I believe that will end with Mart- uh, Rontavius Farmer being in second or first depending on how these games go. But Warner zero and six. Just a really humbling year for the Royals. Hopefully, you know, next year they're able to get back on track or at the end of this year do something like Weber did and, you know, kind of sneak one or two wins in the back end to build some momentum. But Kaiser, seven or St. Thomas, 7-2, and 3-1 and one in the Sun Conference with two games remaining, um, one being a very important matchup with, with Weber. Um, it's going to be a rocking game. Noon, noon kickoff. I don't – gosh – I think the last time I kicked off at noon was my senior year in high school. Only I it's usually been like one thirty, seven o'clock, five o'clock, three thirty. Yeah. I'm not a noon one. That's that's gonna be a little weird for me. It's gonna be a little early weird. morning. Early morning. Early morning. Gotta get the OJ flowing. <laughs> get you the ammonia salts and let's get going, boys. <laughs> 
But, um, oh, yes. Moving on, Southeastern handling Flomo 41-13. to Put up a touchdown in every every quarter. Kalen Wiggins, Suncast Football Player of the Week. With, the, the only one that was just a runaway. With 326 total yards of offense. Um, with, I believe, two or three rushing touchdowns. Um, I don't. I don't believe he threw one. I don't think so. No. No. No, no. passing touchdowns, but three rushing touchdowns. Career day for Mr. Wiggins. Um, once again, Flomo taking the wrath of a team who was a little bit uh, on edge from a previous week. I believe that's now four in a row with St. Thomas, Kaiser, Southeastern, and Weber all doing the same. I mean, two and six. They were two and two, and they just took four. Yeah. It, it, it sucks for them because I thought they were a team that would mess around and ruin somebody's season. But uh, it's not looking that way this year. Everyone, near, I think, maybe learned from Weber's experience last year, maybe. That, oh, God, that sucks so I mean, bad. I think they might have learned. Oh. And I believe Weber learned. I mean, they did. They, you know, they got punched in the mouth in the second half against Flomo, and they said, you know, to heck with this. This isn't happening again. We have – we control our own destiny. The light is at the end of the tunnel, and we can see it. And so far, they've taken care of business. And that leads me into... Hold on, just real quick, because you got me thinking about that game. In Weber's last 10 games, if you don't count the scrimmage against Atlantis, I'm not counting that game. Because it's a... Whatever, that, that's not a... Doesn't count. That, that's not a real football team. Um, Weber is 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. And have lost those three games... By a combined, I believe, nine points. One one point to Cumberland, four points to Ave, and I think four four or five points to Florida Memorial. Coach Eric Patashi has got this program moving in the right direction. Without a single doubt. Been seeing him quite frequently on campus and always give him a nice handshake. Yeah, nice handshake. Every, every time. But uh, last but not least, Weber with a uh, – Really good game Saturday against against the Virginia University Lynchburg Dragons. Um, you know this is their best start, best seven game start since 2010 with a five and two record. I was lucky enough to be on the field for this game. I was the ball boy, as part of a baseball fundraiser, and I the only there was a bunch of jobs available, and I told them that the closest thing to the field was what I preferred, and I indeed got on the field. Um, was really interactive with the game, you know, having to pay t- really close attention with getting the balls in. So I saw from snap one to snap end of game. Snap end of game. I saw the game, the highs and the lows. You know, I saw Weber in my, in my own eyes, how they, you know, proceed through a football game. Um, and it's really, I was, one thing I was really impressed with was kind of the, the poise on the sideline. Yeah, of course the players are going to be a little bit high, a little bit low. But like the coaching staff, the poise was was pretty. Um, I enjoyed it because you yeah. know easily in that game, you know tenses were high sometimes with Virginia University being a little bit chippy, hitting after the play, running their mouths, and of course that's part of football, running their mouths, you know, hitting people and all that stuff. That's part of it. But um, you know easily you can get fired up and you know kind of get away from your game. But uh, the game had shootout written all over it for the first, I'd say, quarter and some change. I mean, exchanging points, field goal for Weber, touchdown for Virginia University, touchdown for Weber, another touchdown for Virginia University. And then we kind of saw a couple, couple uh, three and outs, punts, turnovers, whatever. 
Shout out Reagan with a 50-yard bomb to the six, I ooh, believe. Ooh. Yes, sir. Another great, great day, even though he only had a punt once. That's the first time. I think we talked about a minute ago um, playing at noon being a something I've done in a while. That's the last to me. The first time I only punted once in a game since my senior year of high school. Also, I can't. I'm That's good it. and bad. You, of course, you want to punt, but in the same yeah. breath, you don't. Yeah, so. there were one or two times it was like, oh, I wish we would have punted instead of the result that happened. But, you know, things happen. Yeah. I, I think overall that was a very good game. I, th- I, felt, Absolutely. Like, I felt like we played a good game. Um, the turning point in this game, without a doubt, was Devontae Harris' pick six. Yes, huge. Taking it to the house. You just saw the momentum just swing. You could literally figuratively see it go from one sideline to the other, and I was right there for it. You know, the, the energy was there, you know, heading into the locker room with a big turnover like that, heading into the locker room up 17 to 14. Um, you know, they opened up the second half with a six-place, 67-yard drive that was led by backup freshman, true freshman backup quarterback, Blake Birchler, who had a huge swing pass to get them in, inside the five, and Terry Weems Jr. punched it in, making it 24 to 14. Um the Dragon, I mean, the Virginia University quickly answered with a 67-yard bomb, which on, I believe, two of the three touchdowns they scored, or, yeah, two of the three touchdowns Virginia scored, I believe, were on busted coverages. Um, but they did yeah. miss, I think that point after was blocked. Um, and then after that, the Warriors just kind of took over the game on the ground and slightly through the air. Um, back-to-back, or two drives, I think it was touchdown, Turnover maybe on downs and then another touchdown or was two touchdowns, something like that in a row. Um, Blake Birchler threw a, a touchdown to Tyler Romano and a heck of a catch by Deshaun Young, putting the game 38-20. to 20. Um, They kind of took over that third quarter, mid, midway through the third quarter all the way to the end. Weber just dominated. That little pop pass for a touchdown that Tyler, uh, excuse me, that Blake had to Tyler, uh, that was his first official career Touchdown pass. He had a touchdown pass against Atlantis, but that you know that game obviously didn't, yeah. didn't count. Um, that was his first career touchdown pass, and I ran on the field to hold the extra point, and I ran right to him, and I jumped up with him. His face, it like that's what sports is about. Yeah. Like his face, throwing his first career collegiate touchdown. He was as red as the rear end of a baboon, man. It was, He was jumping up and down. He looked like a little kid on Christmas. Got exactly what he wanted. Wrapped up for him under the tree. He saw the bicycle with the bow on it. He was happy. It was fourth and it was fourth and inches. I'm and I'm standing next to Cody. He's like, we're gonna do the little pop pass to Tyler here. He better catch it. And he. It was beautiful. 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 Right, right the on bre- the money. Right on the money. I thought Tyler was going to get caught for a second. I did, too. I did, too. He the high gear at the last second and made it. He, he, he said, yeah, that's why I wasn't running fast because he wasn't going to hold, hold the football like a loaf of bread. He had that thing tucked up two, two arms like, like a baby, man. It was <laughs> awesome seeing him. Uh, the, no, it, it, was, it, it was. It was awesome seeing such a young player put in a, I would, a very difficult situation. Yeah. A very You're close losing. game. You're, you're. He comes in the game. Yeah. You can, you can see that. You can sense and see the nerves, which is completely expected from from Blake. And then you just saw after the, the turning point of his day was that pass where he got lit up. He threw the pat, the swing pass. Yeah. After that, yeah, he some some of the passes he threw weren't complete, but he was way more confident, stepping up in the pocket, moving around, just letting it eat. And I mean, there could have there was another touchdown too. Um, I'm, I forgot. No, so, no, no. I'm saying there would have been another touchdown. Um, I, I'm losing a name. Um, 
But it was no it was it was in the the right side of the end zone. The there was bad pi wasn't called. I don't know. But um, Maybe I mean another part. another great ball. But I mean it could have uh, been another touchdown. But um, white guy. Yeah. Logan. Yeah, it was no Jake. Could no, Jake. it wasn't Jake or Logan. No, I think he was uh he's a he's number eighty six. I can't remember. Oh, Tyler, Tyler. Yeah. He's the dude. He's the one that called the touchdown. No, 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 no. It's a receiver. Ethan. White short. No, he's he's white, but he has earrings and stuff. But it's okay. Uh, we'll um, it but Blake Bushler had two touchdown passes from Bright, 101 yards on the ground. Terry Weems with 87 and a touchdown. And like I said, Devonta Harris with the pick six and three tackles. And Jaron Muse led the Warriors with eight tackles. Great. I know. I, I know. It seems like a lot of these these reviews of the games over the weekend seems like I give a little bit more detail to Weber. That's because I'm able to watch those games yeah. more frequently, so I have more information and I'm there live. It's a little bit tough to give a detailed report um, of a game when you are not there, so I apologize. I do my best. But with that being said, last two weekends of the Sun Conference football schedule should be interesting. I mean, I know this is a neutral Sun Conference podcast, but I do attend Weber, so I am pulling for Weber, but... If personally, I believe Weber's going to win one of these two. Maybe I don't know about both, but it'll be interesting to see how this uh, ends up. And best of luck to all the teams. That's all I got. Let me tell you something. If I'm not going to say when, some of my Weber fans, all that, but you know, we're if the Weber Warriors beat the St. Thomas Bobcats on Saturday, if that happens, and there is a conference championship game in Babson Park, Florida. It is going to be an all-time atmosphere. They are going to open the beach. They are going – it is going to be a what a college game day scene normally looks like. It is going to be epic. It is it, – it, it's what the Sun Conference – I'm not it, – it's what the Sun Conference needs. Straight up, it will be epic. However it goes down. But, it's all I've been thinking about, honestly, for the last couple weeks. It's like, this is where we have to get to. The loss of Ave really set things into motion where, okay, now it's a must-win game against Flomo. It sucks we lost Ave, but it is a must-win against Flomo. Win that, stay sharp against Virginia Lynchburg, and I told the guys after practice today, boys, this is a semifinal game. If we win this game, St. Thomas, this season is essentially over. They're not making. They're not going to have a chance to make the the playoff. It, it, it's pretty much over for them. If we lose this game, ditto. Same for us. This is a semifinal game. Look, I'll be honest. Whatever happens in, in the NAIA championship round and that whatever I don't look I don't really know where we're at on the grand scheme of things in this conference as far as being able to go compete against a Grandview a Morningside a Lindsey Wilson so this is big this is to get a chance to win a ring this is everything for this program if in year one I mean this is his first year not he was an interim coach last year. This is year one of Coach Eric Patochny. And you get to have a Sun Conference championship game in your backyard. It's massive. Yeah. 
Now, I didn't say that second part, but about, you know, Coach Pooch. But I was like, boys, this is, this is and I'm, you know, certain words I won't repeat on here, this is a semifinal game. It's time to buck up or shut up. No, seriously. I Absolutely. Mean, no said. Doubt. All right. This is going to be a good game in Miami Gardens, man. I can't wait. All right. I want to talk to two teams in particular. They're both from the same state, the greatest state, God's state. The greatest state known to man is the Peach State, Georgia. Boys, that's how it's done. SCAD and Thomas men's soccer. Boys, that's how at the end of the year where you got to make a statement, where you got to lock down a spot in the conference tournament. Two different looks at things. Look, SCAD has been on the outside looking in all year against Warner and Florida Memorial. What do they do? They take care of business. They absolutely take care of business, and just today they had a little, they got some help against a team they beat. They beat Southeastern. I'm getting that in a minute, but that, that game did go final. Florida Memorial lost to Southeastern. Weber lost to Warner. Warner, FOMO, opposite to y'all. That's not how you finish. That's not how you go and get a spot in the conference tournament. However, for them Nighthawks, that's how it's done. We'll start off with y'all. 5-1 against the Southeastern Fire. The Fire were in my opinion, the set, uh, that team, that third best team who is knocking on the door, scratching, could maybe knock off a St. Thomas or a Kaiser, they couldn't even beat the other Hawks in the conference, and that was Thomas. Thomas has gotten hot at the right time. Watch out for them in the tournament. SCAD, that was impressive. That was absolutely impressive. You blank Warner in Lake Wells, one nothing. You come back down, and it's a couple days later, two days later, you play Ave Maria, and what do you do to a struggling team? You knock them down. You kill them. You took care of business. You're pretty much locked in for the conference tournament. It is awesome. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, that, that <laughs> sorry. Uh, but Josh, Josh caught me off guard there. But um, anyways, the Georgia teams, congratulations. That's how it's done. St. Thomas beat Kaiser 2-0. I don't want to say whatever to this game, but I will kind of say whatever to this game just because Kaiser already wrapped it up. They're the number one team. Good win for St. Thomas. Um, Guido, goal of the year candidate. Backhill assist to a bicycle kick. Brilliant. Also, congrats again, Franco, winning uh, the – player of the week. Flomo beats Warner to keep them somewhat alive, kind of, sort of. Um, they, they both pretty much also are, are, are all done. They both lost today to Weber in Babson Park 3-0, did Warner, and then in Lakeland, Southeastern took care of business against Florida Memorial. People are asking where the score graphics are. I'm recording a podcast, um, so just give me, give me a little bit of time. Just uh, let me... Let me cook. Let me, let me finish cooking. Um, all right, the way we're looking at the tournament right now, Kaiser, Scad, it's going to be Kaiser, St. Thomas, bye. We'll, we would have Scad traveling to Southeastern. Look, I think Scad, they're happy they made the tournament. They're pretty, pretty happy. Actually, it could be a – I don't know if this is updated. I don't, I don't think that that's updated. I think Thomas actually flip-flopped with – Southeastern, and this is just not completely updated. So, yeah, it would be SCAD traveling to Thomas and then Weber traveling to Southeastern. Whew. Pretty, inter pretty, pretty interesting matchups there. Um, it would change a lot. Honestly, that win for Thomas does change a lot 
because there's not really the home field advantage there would have been if you would have had uh, Weber traveling to Thomas and then Scad traveling to Southeastern. But the way everything appears to shape up again, there are twists and turns here at the end of the year, and um, I, this thing could look completely different uh, here very shortly. But what we do know is going to happen is Kaiser's one, St. Thomas is two. But the way we are looking, I'm going to assume we're going to see Scad take on Thomas and Weber take on Southeastern. Um, poof. That would be two really good games. Um, we've seen Southeastern take down Weber late in a classic in Babson Park. I believe Thomas beat Scad in a close one earlier. I think Thomas is playing much better soccer, but this is the best soccer Scad's played. But we'll save all of that for a little bit later on. Once everything is set, once everything is you know, kind of taken care of, I'll be honest, th th this time of the year is making me – unbelievably stressed because we have got the most important time of the year kind of everything wrapping up with football um, you know just being a football player we're covering everything with football josh doing a great job of that we're getting merch on the way we've got volleyball soccer both soccers wrapping up about they're about to enter conference play i know for a fact men's and women's soccer we're about to have an incredible nai tournament run november is going to be fun november November is going to fly by just of how busy you and I are about to be, especially, um, poof, Lord, I don't know. Oof. Volleyball's wrapping up. Gosh, it's going to be fun. Now we got basketball starting up. It is fun. We're having fun. And then fun. it's my time to shine. And then I was, let me get there. I'm getting there. I have a point. I'm going off on these tangents. I promise it's coming full circle. All this is coming to an end. It'll be over by the end of the month. By the end of the month, soccer's over. Football will be over. Volleyball will be over. Basketball, boom, you're the main focus. But, Josh, the other day y'all had a scrimmage. And I sat down in my seat, about three or four rows up right in the middle, so about 10, 15 foot higher, I'd be in my press box getting ready to call that game. I got, I got, I got, I got the feeling. I got the feeling. Look. Y'all know I, I'm a broadcaster for other sports, and I love doing. I love doing it for volleyball this year. I my number one passion, number one thing I love more than posting on social media, the memes, the podcasting. I love broadcasting baseball. That is my wheelhouse. That is what I I think I am personally the best at. It's what this all has come from. And when I was sitting there watching some Warrior baseball. Josh run the count full and strike out. I'm like, oh, we're back. <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. <laughs> but no, seriously, if you have not been to a, a night game or an evening game at, in Babson Park, you're missing out. Because when that sun sets behind those trees and it's over the lake and you're sitting up on the top row, or in my case, the, the press box, and you see that sun sitting down, making a burnt orange sky, kissing Brad Kneehammer Field in Babson Park, home of the Weber International University Warriors. Son, you, 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 you see Jesus. <laughs> I tell you, that is heaven opening up. It's beautiful, and I'm ready. And I, I can feel it. And like it, 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 part of it is also MLB baseball is coming to an end. It's like, oh, my God, what am I going to do without baseball? Because, I mean, this World Series is like, it's torture to watch. I don't 
I hope both teams. I refuse. I uh, I want a meteor to hit the stadium. Not really, but you know that feeling. Y'all no, I'm the type of baseball fan where I'm if my team's not in it, I could give a flying crap. Really? Yeah. How many? This brings me to another sport or another another point. Jesus. Um, yeah, so see, sports have ruined my brain. I do think that's my biggest. I, you see that video I posted the other day? Um, it was like two years ago today. I posted it. Uh, originally, it was when I was in Missouri, it was after Atlanta United just fell out of the sky in the uh, Eastern Conference semifinals, got upset by Toronto after being up early. And I'm just like, sports will be the death of me. Georgia, sports will be the death of me. I mean, a year later or two years later, that happened. Well, Georgia won and Atlanta won. It really does, like, it doesn't make sense to root for certain teams the way we root for them. Like, they bring a lot more, like, like, the joy brings joy, but the pain, especially for being a fan of a good team, it, it kind of sucks. Well, <clears throat> it kind of sucks. I would hate to be an Alabama fan. I Every single loss is like the world's going to come to an end. Yeah, and I mean, Alabama fans, they're delusional right now. They That, that Tennessee loss broke them. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to have a little bit of feel for me, dude. I, I root for the Gators, yeah. the Buccaneers, the Braves. My fantasy football teams stink. Yeah. I'm a really, really, really good fantasy football player. And I don't brag about myself very often. Very rarely ever. And I'm really good at fantasy football. I know my stuff. What's your record? In, in my money league, like where I put a lot of money into it, mm-hmm. I am 9-7, and seven, but that's because we play two a week. Therefore, I would nine be... Seven. I think that would be... That's like, what, five and four, basically? Pretty around there, five yeah. and four. So I'm in top of my division, so I'm okay there. I'm yeah. okay there. But I'm in a league with, with my Weber teammates. And I have given up the most points in the <laughs> league. And there's 16 players in our league, and I've given up the most points. I'm three and five, two-game win streak. My team is coming alive. And then in my other league, I'm seven and one. But my one of my and then my fourth league, I'm four and four, and it's an eight man league, and I have an incredible team. But I get beat every week because somehow I run into the team that has players that score like forty points in a game. So it's it's tough. Saturdays and Sundays are tough, Reagan. It, every Saturday, for the most part, I get let down. Every Sunday, I get let down. It's yeah. just tough. Man. The Bucks suck. The Bucks are terrible. Tom Brady should the, just hang it up. Just thank God both of our teams are in the NFC. Grant, see, I'm, I'm the I'm the kind of Brady fan that like when he's good, I'm gonna like hop on his bandwagon. When he's bad, I'll be quick to tell you that he's washed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's all right though. Um, Florida's gonna beat Texas A&M though, just for the record. Florida's gonna beat Texas A&M. Yes. We'll, we'll get back to that 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 in a second. Um, I don't think you're wrong, uh, but I have another upset pick in the SEC, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, because we start to wrap up with volleyball. Uh, everything fell in line. Look, everybody is what they're supposed to be. Kaiser killed Warner. St. Thomas killed Weber. Ave killed Coastal Georgia. It is clear who the top two teams in this conference are. We're just going to kind of meander our way on down these next couple weeks or so. Um, and I think it's going to end up being Ave and St. Thomas. I'll, I'm very confident in saying that. Ave, St. Thomas, that's what it's going to come down to. I think Kaiser could possibly make noise. We've seen Southeastern get flares at late. Weber, uh, Weber is pretty much out of the picture. 
Um, I got some intel today about certain things happening. Um, I'm not going to say. I'm just going to leave it out. But, yeah, Weber's all but done. I wouldn't be surprised if Coastal Georgia catches them. I would not be surprised at all if Coastal Georgia catches them and jumps them. Um, I don't think St. Thomas is officially the Sun Conference champion yet. They uh, will most likely get it. Ave's right there behind them. Uh, I think maybe Kaiser or Southeastern could do something. Maybe. I don't think so. Um, look, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a fan of these two teams. I'm a fan of the way these two teams play volleyball. I like St. Thomas a lot. I like Ave a lot. I really do like Kaiser a lot. I just don't think they th- they have the middle power. Uh, to take on either one of these teams. And, yeah, that's what I got. Um, Okay, Uh, back to what we were talking about. The LSU Tigers are going to beat the Alabama Crimson Tide by 10 points Saturday night in Baton Rouge. Dude, we have the same sports brain. Yeah, well, because we're smart and we have good – we're we're smart young men and we are good at what we do. We – and we're also addicted to sports heavily. It's a problem. No, I have a serious. It, it's issue. a problem. Like people ask me, like, what? Why do you care about this? Uh, it's literally rival teams of people in your conference. I'm like, I'm addicted to sports. I have a question for you. How many sports, you include baseball, do you genuinely love? One. One. And it's not baseball. Was it football? Yes. It's football. Like, I want to tell you something. I'm going to give you a – we're going to give a little one minute, maybe Uh, less than that. uh, So, Saturday – This is one of the rare times where we don't have somewhere to be or something to do, and we don't also have an interview. So, go off, King. So, Saturday morning, baseball fundraiser, Weber football game. Okay. Kickoff's at 1.30. Yes. We were told to arrive at at 9 a.m. Okay. So, we get there, very minimal things to do. Set up some trash cans, set up the – the, the little, whatever, the blow-up inflatable thing that they yeah. run out of. You yeah. know, set up a couple other things. So at this point, it's like 9.30. And I have this grand idea to go to the baseball field and grab our football that we that we throw at baseball practice sometimes to get, you know, get the arms loose. So I'm on that field from 9.30 in the morning until kickoff, roughly, throwing the football. I promise you, I've never enjoyed four hours of uh-huh. sitting in the heat more in my life. Than that, I can throw the football on a football field, catch the ball, throw it, act like I'm Anthony Richardson, act like I'm Aaron, Tom Brady, Aaron, act like I'm whoever, imitate everybody, throw the football around, whether it's a duck or a spiral. I find so much joy in football, right. so much joy. I was on the sideline for for the Weber game, like I mentioned, and I never enjoyed something more. I love the atmosphere of football. Football. I, I love the energy. I love hearing the pads and the helmets crack. I love hearing people jump up and down. I love the crap talking. I love I love everything about it. I think I love the drip. The drip. Yeah, I wasn't. If I would have known that you would have been there, I would have been like, I would have at least done something. It was hot. I don't like when it's I'm hot. Gonna, okay. When it's hot, hear I don't out. care. Hear me out. I'm gonna, so media day drip. Flummo. for a punter. No, no. Hear me out. Media day drip. Reagan, you. I give you an A. A media day. A. Virginia right. Lynchburg drip. D minus. D minus. It was too hot. We're Reagan, I'm, I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't, I don't, did, did you see anyone else make that excuse? No. I don't know, dude. If I you mean. step foot in between those lines at any point in the game, I'm an adamant believer. I know a lot of people hate, like, why do you care what people look? I don't care what people, like, how, because some passionate. of the things that I wear 
for example, in baseball, I wear, I'm, I'm the guy that wears them above the knee like quite excessively. A lot of people have strong opinions against that I like and them. think it does not look good. But guess what? I could care less. I, I don't care good. what anybody says about how I wear my pants. How I wear my whatever. I don't I do not care. Flomo game? So I'm a firm believer, Reagan. And if you're going to play a sport and you tee it up and there's officials and it counts. Look good. You have to look good. Whatever you like, you have to look good. You have to. Because yeah. I'm a firm believer, if you look good, you will perform. Period. Period. I think Period. with me, I like to I'm not about to show good. up to a game and I see like you in, in fully pulled up white, white socks. Oh, they weren't full No, mi- mid, mid-calf white socks <laughs> with the generic. They were not, not mid-calf. They went down to here. They, you're you, you're going to make people think they were all okay, up on my right. calf. They weren't that. Okay, they, they weren't pull down soccer socks. Okay, the, the right right below right, the calf, I would the say. The shin, yeah, the right shin. around the shin, shin. area. Shin. White plain Under Armour socks, his punting shoes. Yep, punting and the, shoes, and cleats. Don't hate on the cleats. Them cleats drippy. They okay. got the Weber logo on them and everything. Shout out Sean Young Customs. I did find that Instagram the other day. Yeah. Fire stuff. I yeah. might have to hit him up. Yeah. Um, with the he generic. He, he said he would do gloves too. Oh really? Yeah. Baseball gloves. Anyways, Reagan yeah. had the the generic. Weber compression shirt underneath that was coming out of his pads. Unless you're wearing long sleeves, automatic red flag. Do not do that. You mm. cannot do that either. You tuck it in or you wear them all the way down. And I don't care if this is going to sound weird, but there's a chance. If you punt the football, there's a chance that you make a tackle and have to go on the ground. So I want to see you with turf tape, Reagan. <laughs> turf, turf, ta- turf tape. <laughs> turf tape. <laughs> Bro, turf tape. I don't think you understand who the punter was before me at Weber. Joe Ebel. Yeah. He killed that. You can't like that's the reason I can't or one of the reasons one, it's hot, bro. It, it's too hot. I don't it's like It's tape. I'm hot Well, I meant like like doing a long set. Like if I I'll pull up some old high school picks, drip. Because it was cold, bro. It's it was eighty five degrees. I want you, I'm not wearing anything. See, one person who can pull it off, Jacob Moss pulls off the full generic wide receiver. Yeah, receiver. he does pull it off. Low ankle socks, no sleeves, no tight jersey though. You see, I don't have that luxury. I wear number ninety eight. That'll change next year though. Tight jersey. I I think the helmet game, the speed flex has changed the game because you can wear whatever. If you have the helmet. I do have the helmet. I do have the speed flex. I'll give you that. You have I that. Do have the speed and flex. next year I need to see a cool uh Mouthpiece. Bro, I, so listen to this. The one that I'm out myself. It, it doesn't connect to the helmet. You throw it in the ear or throw it in the top of the yeah, helmet. Yeah, I'm going to out myself here. I've worn a uh, – I have not worn a mouthpiece playing football at all. My entire collegiate career, my high school career I did. I kind of had to. They, they checked. College, I did not do it until – uh, the Ave Maria game a couple weeks ago when the referee said something to me. I've always kept it right there on the side, never put it in. Unless I'll keep it in, and if I, if I, if it looks like crap's about to hit the fan on, on a punt return, which does not happen often because I don't give up return yards, knock on wood. Um, nice. So that they can hear it. Uh, hear it. I want yeah. I said once they wouldn't hear it, but it doesn't matter. Wood. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> 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 the Peter Griffin laugh. Um, anyways, uh, that was a good game. The Bolts and the Senators are in a good game. Anyways. Hockey sucks. Hockey does not suck. Anyways, the referee, just like, I'm about to get down the hole. I get down at like four different 
um, joints crack on my way down. Just, yeah, getting old. Uh, getting down the hole, I'm like, all right, y'all ready? Referee looks at me and says, like, 98, you going to put that uh, yellow thing sticking out your helmet in? I'm like, oh, my gosh. Put it in. Ray, ray, shit. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. Holding is taking years off of my walking ability. Every time I get down in that position, it's just like. How do you think I feel? I'm a catcher, oh, you're a catcher. God, you're a catcher. Yeah. I don't want to hear. Quite it's frankly, like, oh my God. I don't want to hear. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, because that's like, that's like a quarterback complaining to an offensive lineman how they feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's just right. one of those things. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. Um, Moral of the story, though. <laughs> I love football. And oh I, yeah. And God, we, all that. I don't even remember. We just went on a tangent. tangent. <laughs> all right. I was at. I, I was, we were talking about baseball, and then I asked you what sports you love in football, and I got to whether or not I have drip. Flomo game, when it was cold, it was like 70 degrees. I'm like, all right, I'll wear drip. Drip. Drop. Look <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. Go follow the person on Instagram, the Reagan Harrell. See what I'm talking about. Self-promo, really? Yeah, self-promo. This is, your, your name's tagged on the Instagram, so if they follow Suncast, they'll see your name, so. Anyways, I love three sports. I truly love three sports. And if Soccer, they went football, away, baseball. Yes, I've started to love another one, but I gotta start watching it again because I kind of stopped watching it and fell out of love. Softball's lit. Okay, I forgot. I like softball. Yeah, softball. Soft softball. It's like softball and baseball are like love. my one B. Yeah, you have. If to, football was yeah. not a thing, I don't know. Uh, if, no. I don't know how I'd there, feel. I have a favorite. It's like, oh, it's like picking between your favorite kids. No, it's not football. Football's my favorite. And if you think you're – parents definitely have favorites. And I have my favorites, football. I it, If I had to oh, – I'm a firm believer in parents have favorites oh, yeah. without a single – Oh, yeah, they do. I'm not, I'm not buying – The siblings I'm not buying what they feed about, I love my, my children equally. No, I'm not going for that. No, you don't. Yeah. I, don't think I, can, I don't think I can believe that. Yeah. Because I think everyone has a preference in everything in life, no yeah. matter what they say. Oh yeah, everyone just, always. There's always preference, always, and uh, everything. Oh, I, I don't mind. I like them both. No, you nah. prefer one. You yeah. prefer one, for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a debate. What about twins? I would, huh? <laughs> twins? Yes. There's sure. definitely a favorite. Yeah. I, I'm 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 a firm believer, and there's preference in everything. You can't equally love something. We have I, don't I think, think three sets of twins. No, two sets. We have two sets of identical twins. On the Weber football team. Yeah. That's crazy. Twins are tough, man. Twins are Twins tough. Twins are tough. I, I had a couple of friends in high school, I guess you'd yeah. say. Yeah. Double, triple friends. But, yeah. like, dude, it took me years, years to to di- differentiate the two. Like, oh, to the I blind can't. eye, you, you, you don't know. Yeah. Unless you're with them very frequently. Caden and Christian, a tight end and D-line D- uh Christian, I'm like 90% sure is the D lineman. I get them mixed up. Who? What are the names? Christian and, and uh, Caden. Caden what? Hill. Oh, I don't know. Oh, tall. Yeah. Oh yeah, skin, with the dreads. Long hair. Yeah, dreads. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the defense lineman. I know the numbers. Man. I know 85 is a tight end. I don't know his name though. That's Caden. Okay. So I'm Kaden a great, great, great tap, great captain mode. Great can't tell my my boys apart. Okay. 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 Um. I'm good. You good? What you you got? You got anything? Friday. At all. Friday night, baseball team plays 
at South Florida State College <clears throat> in Avon Park. If you have nothing to do, if you like baseball, love baseball. Come come watch. Um, I I believe our team is 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 really good. Really good. Too. We have a really I mean, good team. Our games are fun to watch. We bring a lot of energy. South Florida's a great opponent for us in the fall. It's a good challenge. We're on the road. So come out and support 6 p.m. Avon Park. Y'all are the man. Go out there. Support. Where baseball team is going to do a lot of great things. All right. Love y'all. Bye.